Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. What is it that blocks you from making changes? So many of us, and as always on this show, when I say us, I mean, you know, me. So many of us set intentions and then we just watch them fall away. Jill Theory, who's the founder of Club Change, is here today to talk about how we can set intentions that stick, about using kindness to establish practices and ultimately to plant our intentions as new habits in our lives. Are you ready to meet her? Jill Theory is the founder and chief energizing officer of Club Change. For more than 18 years, she's conducted annual goal setting with her siblings and professional professionally leads groups to achieve change in their lives by identifying and then doing whatever it is they aspire to do in a kind, achievable, loving way. Jill's process involves choosing to move through change with an open heart and open mind. She guides club change members through the process during a 60-day commitment that provides support and accommodates habit-forming change. Jill offers free chanting and meditation sessions on Zoom and on Facebook at Club Change Now. When Jill's not leading clubs or chants, she's teaching or doing guest services and fitness work at Rancho La Puerta in Tecate, Mexico. You can learn more about Jill and her work by visiting her website at jilltheory.com. Jill, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here. So let's start just by digging into what you mean when you say intention setting. And I'm wondering how that's different from the kind of angry <laughs> limiting <laughs> resolutions that I make every year and then um, blow off. So what, what is intention setting? Well, that is such a great question and one that certainly is very current right now. And um, intention setting is a map to a future point. So it's, it's a dynamic, it's a journey, it's a path that you can choose to be on intentionally or not. So you mentioned resolutions. If you even just listen to this phrase, I resolve to, you know, I don't know, whatever it is, lose five pounds or get a new career, whatever. That's an endpoint. It's a stage, it's a goal, and it often brings up fear and angst, and it's not in our will well, it's not in our comfort zone. But if we instead say, I intend to get healthy, or I intend to be passionate about my career. Which one sounds kinder? Which one, and languaging is so important, like how we talk and how we talk to ourselves is so critical in determining what we do. And what we do, okay, go ahead. No, it's critical in determining what we do and what we do. What we do is so repetitive typically, right? So we have this, what I call this canyon of all of the lessons and teachers and experiences that we've had. And they've all been great because we are all 
great people. We're all here right now, loving ourselves. But also in that space, in that canyon that we have carved, it's comprised of 40 to 50,000 thoughts a day that we have. 90% of those repeat thoughts. Most of those we aren't even aware that we're saying it to ourselves. So when we have an intention, it's something new. It's something that's not in our current canyon, not in our safe comfort zone of automatic behaviors. And so in order to set an intention and then determine practices and practice your intention, you want to have certain things that nourish it in a kind way, not like how, as you've described it, and so many of us, and trust me, I'm there too. It's where we're all perfect in our imperfections. But when we're saying things like, I should do this, I say, stop shitting all over yourself. And I have to do this. And I need to do this. And those, when you think about it, those are all kind of criticisms, self-judgments. And they tend to bring us right back to our safe place that we've carved versus being courageous in nourishing our new intentions, uh, what I call our new little rivulets that help kind of water down into our beautifully dynamically carved canyon. And it's carved by choice, not by automatic behavior. I'm just um, diving in um, to the body is not an apology um, book and work. And I just, I've completely blanked on the woman's name and now I feel terrible, but I'm receiving these affirmations by email. So the book is the body is not an apology. Um, the, I just got in the email before we recorded this uh, interview, the affirmation that says something like when I speak negatively about myself or my body, someone else who has those same issues also feels shame. And what I'm hearing you, so I'm thinking about that as I listen to you talk about setting intentions and about choosing to gently water, create, right, those little streams of change. I'm thinking about how when I'm heavy handed and when I'm cruel with myself, I'm not only hurting myself and stopping my progress, somebody else is resonating with that too, because what creates that valley of voices that we fall into, it's other people and what they say and what they do. And when we listen to them, we're not listening to our own heart, our own gifts, our own, all of those things that we don't frequently bring into our affirmations. We don't frequently allow it to be part of our daily conversation with ourself in a kind, loving way. So, um, and the other thing I heard from this, which is I'd love to, um, I, I'm going to grab that book. It sounds delightful, is the community, you know, the, the, the Buddhist principle of Tonglen of kind of you never suffer alone, right? To kind of breathe in suffering of others and or joy, whichever. Um, but community is a key element. So those two steps are so important in effectively bringing your intentions into practices in your day. So we have an eight-step process. And um, in that process, we... Well, if you can, I'll just kind of go through it because oh, I yeah. think that'd be helpful for everyone. So uh, the first thing we do is we just sit down and show up for ourselves, like right now. 
you know, being able to take a breath and say, okay, I am here now. I'm not, I'm not thinking about the past and struggling with it. I'm not anticipating the future or writing a story there. I'm just taking a breath to be right here. And I'm allowing myself to be here with me right now. And so we, we start a lot of our sessions with breath work. And then we think about things, but we think about things from a heartfelt way. So when we do our breathing exercises, we literally physically try and get out of our heads and thinking, which is a little bit difficult to say, I'm telling you to think about not thinking, but that's what we do. And we, I guide people on some questions and we write down words that literally just pop out of our heart and or our heads onto a sheet of paper. And then we select them from our heart after doing kind of a quick envisioning mindfulness exercise. And so we write them down and then we choose one or two to be our focus, our intention for whatever that time period is. Um, so, and typically most of our clubs are two months, but a lot of these exercises I do with people for a day or a week, or, you know, right now, a lot of people are doing it for a whole year. So you choose one that becomes a mantra. And by mantra here, it's not a, a, a meditative, well, it's a meditative mantra, but it's a word that you tape up around your house. That's your affirmation, because then you get to practice your intention. I choose whatever it is. It might be health. It might be joy. It might be freedom. It might be whatever. Um, but it's an intention. It's not this result that you're always judging yourself on. It's a way of being in your life. And then what we do is we have a process that is very kind and mindful. I call it easy peasy that we set up practices that you can do to bring you what you intend for yourself. And you decide what those are. And I or each member decides what they are. And I just guide them and facilitate keeping it easy. Because you know what else we all do? If you're anything like me, and I know, Karen, you are like me in many ways, <laughs> is we reach, you know, we can do everything, right? And we want it all yesterday. <laughs> and, um, and when we do all those stretch goals that are not only not realistic, but they're just not kind, then we bump up to all of our old canyon walls and we don't have the strength to move through them. So when we make them focused and easy and we write them down, they become steps on our journey of intention. And they're easy steps with not a lot of um, obstacles, not a big hurdle in front of them. Because what I find with most of our members is that if you set an intention and then a practice, not a goal, a practice, or a gift or a commitment to yourself that is easy and actionable and kind, you're, you're likely to do it. So instead of saying, I'm going to do something for 45 minutes, seven days a week, oftentimes that's not easy. It's not kind. It's not realistic. But if you say you're going to do it maybe two times for a minimum of two minutes or 10 minutes, whatever it is, then that's a whole different story. Once you get started, you usually do more. It's just that process of getting started. And then the last two steps are tracking it because we're all about being honest with ourselves on whether we actually did these things or not. And if we didn't do them, guess what we don't do? 
we don't go into that circle of shame and guilt and try this a million times and I'm still not getting it. No, what we do is we notice it. We stop again and we show up for ourselves and we pause and we notice even our obstacles. We notice like, so what did I choose instead of this easy step for myself? What is it that I chose and why did I do it? And there's no shame in saying, this is why I didn't do it. This is what got in the way. And we share it, which is a public way of expressing your deepest gifts for yourself, filled with personal integrity for your heart, your gift, your intention that's going to bring you happiness and health and wellness, which is the primary goal of club change. Well, and I can hear in what you're saying how having the community around you changes the dynamic from it's here by myself in my office imagining how I'm going to, whatever it is, I'm going to lose 75 pounds in the next 10 minutes and I'm always going to get eight hours of sleep a night and I'm going to be kind to everyone I meet. It it takes that me alone and and softens the edges. So now I'm in a community of people and we're setting intentions and we're all with the common goal of mindfulness and one step at a time. But each of us here to support each other. That sounds good to me. Yeah, it, it works magically. Um, and even when someone can't kind of show up physically, we show up for each other on Facebook or we show up on email. And the community element, the sharing element, the saying something, like it's it's shocking, but you know, sometimes I'll say something and I'll I'll feel myself like tearing up or mm. getting goosebumps. And then you know you're you're speaking from a new place, right? You're speaking from your soul. You're speaking from your heart. You're speaking from a place that doesn't often get air, get sound vibration. And I'm I'm a big fan of sound vibration. I also um, do bedside singing and threshold choir when we can sing bedside and lead chanting. And that's all, you know, the more science I read about it and the more I share it and practice it, the more we realize that that process of vibrating sound out of your heart and your body and your gut into the universe and then receiving those vibrations back um, are really powerful. And it's, it's your own integrity, right? If you, if you're not being honest with yourself, that's really the right place to start. You're listening to Out of the Fog, and I'm talking with Jill Theory. She is the founder of Club Change, and you can find out more about Jill and her work at jilltheory.com. It's J-I-L-L-T-H-I-R-Y.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Club Change Now. So, Jill, I know you brought a practical exercise that listeners, that we can do as we listen to you. We'll need to keep this pretty quick, but can you lead us through it? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try. I usually am doing it with visuals, but we're going to give it a whirl. So if everybody can just grab a piece of paper in front of them and a pen or, or your phone if need be, and I just invite you to close your eyes right now and tuck in your chin and breathe from your sits bones up the front of your body. And let that just come up from your heart and out the top of your head and then slowly exhale down the back of your body, feeling yourself here, 
now. And as you inhale, inhale love. Inhale this beautiful love for yourself and slowly exhale ease and grace and acceptance of you, this beautiful gift that is you right now. What I'd like you to do is as you're breathing in this format of exhaling longer than you inhale, I'd like you to answer this question. What would bring me joy in the next week? So breathe that thought in and don't edit yourself at all. Let all the words come to mind. Anything is okay. And then open your eyes, write down those words, write down all the answers that came to you from your heart and write them in any way, shape or size that they can be side upside down. It's best if it's just one or two word answers. So there might be only one word there. Or my guess is there's probably three or five things that just off the top of your head you can think of would bring you more joy because many of us are already joyful. And now I invite you to close your eyes one more time and breathe in again from that loving space right down on your chair breathe up the front of your body filled with loving acceptance for you and all of these things that bring you joy breathe them all in equally with your eyes closed and exhale receiving them all equally just letting them sit there on that sheet of paper and being in this place of joyfulness and allowing yourself to have this be a pleasant experience and now what I'd like you to do is tuck in your chin and keep your eyes closed and just feel the energy coming from those words. And when I tell you to open your eyes, not now, but when I tell you to open your eyes, circle the one word on this sheet of paper that most touches your heart right now in this moment. Go ahead, open your eyes and circle one of those words. And that might surprise you. Maybe it doesn't, but now I invite you to do the languaging around that. So we're going to inhale and then we're going to say, I choose and finish that sentence with that word. I choose whatever your word is. And now I will, I will. And now I am, I am and finish it with that word, that word of intention for yourself. And just let that be with you. And now flip that sheet of paper over and print out that word really big and own it. Own it in your heart, own it in your voice, own it in your practice, and maybe write down one or two or three little things that you could do this week that would practice that intention and write them down in a specific, measurable, actionable, kind, and time-based way. I call it the smacked practices. So it's gonna have a couple of numbers to it so that it's not gray, that it's black and white, and I, I, I want it to be super kind. So on a scale of one to 10, with one being impossible and 10 being you could do it in your sleep, I'd like it to be a number eight. Like it's super easy to do this one small little practice a couple of days this week. And so now you've got your mantra and you've got your practices. And I personally now would rewrite that three times, cut the piece of paper into three, tape it all over your house. So for me, the high traffic places are my mirror, my desk, my refrigerator, and tally. Like, be reminded of your practices. Be kind to yourself. Smile that they are gifts 
that you get to give yourself. You get to give this to yourself as a gift, not a have to do, not a place to wallow in guilt or shame, but this wonderful place to be in love and this loving practice. And the more often you practice it and affirm it, the more often it comes to you and you end up practicing your intention. And some people can set an intent and bring a new practice into their life in a day, depending on how motivated and committed they are. Most people, it takes 20 to 90 days to bring a, a new intention into a habit or a practice in your life. And that's what we do week in and week out in Club Change. I am grinning from ear to ear because I did the exercise with you. Um, and I, so the word, my word is laughter. And I am just grinning from ear to ear as I think about writing that down, as I think about the ways I'm that just, I don't know. I think I just feel a lot lighter. Um, thank you for sharing that exercise. That's really fun to do. <laughs> so do you want to share one of your practices so we can make sure it's really nice and easy and kind? I'm not sure I know yet because what I did was I wrote laughter and then I wrote it really big. And then I wrote one or two things I could do. <laughs> Like I literally wrote the words, one or two things I could do. So you know what I, you know what I might do? I have, um, do you know, um, PG Woodhouse, right? Jeeves and Worcester. Those stories make me laugh like nobody's business. And it's been a long time since I dipped into those. I could dig out, (laughs) I could dig out my, um, my Bertie Wooster books and read something that just cracks me up and let myself express my full voice as I do that. That would be fun. It'd be actionable because I know right where that book is. And I could do that today. How's that? I, well, that's awesome. And actually what I would, would I, I'd like to see you commit to just pulling that out maybe three times this week and nice. committing just five minutes, like not a big hour, not, nope. not this big session that changes your whole schedule. It's like, okay, I'm going to pick up this book three times this week and track it. And just pick it up. Maybe it's not even read it. You're just going to pick it up and you're going to laugh just thinking about it. (laughs) I already am. So yes. (laughs) Yes. And I will because you, that's the, I mean, that's the thing about the group, isn't it? When you have somebody who validates in you, like I've said that out loud to you and that makes it real and you validate it back to me. And now it's a real thing, which is different than those repeating thoughts that just kind of spin around and around and around and around and nothing and nothing happens. Jill, how can people find out about club change? So how often do you do this and how does it, how does it work? Well, so we start a club every, I start a club every month and one, um, one month it'll start on Sundays and go for eight weeks. And then the next month it'll start on a Wednesday and go for eight weeks. And so Uh, People can sign up on my website. There's a reserve a class page and they can sign up for either one. So the next one is Club Change Seis because one of my intentions is to learn Spanish since I work in Mexico part-time. Love it. And it's going to start on March 7th at 5 p.m. will be our first club session, which is also a complimentary set your intention class. So that little exercise we did, I actually have a 45-minute class where we do two word boards and I ask you three to five questions for each one of the word boards. And we narrow all that down to a mantra and an intention for your eight weeks. And that class is complimentary. So someone can sign up for just the first class if they want or sign up for the first class and then continue on for all eight weeks. And then the second one, the next one after that will be Club Change Siete, 
I hope I pronounced that correctly, at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays, and that will start on April 7th. I love that. And people can get all the information about that at your website at jilltheory.com. Now, you pop up on Facebook, and you're a big chanter. And I know from personal experience, the beauty of the vibration of your voice. How can people find that chanting on Facebook? Oh, thank you for asking that, Karen. I actually um, just did it this morning. I chant uh, for 15 minutes every Monday morning on at Club Change Now, which is a public Facebook group, and anyone can join me live. I don't erase them. They are they stay recorded there as long as Facebook allows them to. And um, so people can join me on Monday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time or Friday evenings at 8 p.m., which might be really nice bookends to spend 15 minutes in chant. And then I so love the place after you've vibrated and chanted to just sit in that quiet space. So we alternate. Mm-hmm. We have as much quiet time as we do chant time, which is super delicious. And then I also do a 40-minute Zoom chant class, also complimentary voluntary contributions on Wednesday mornings, and that you can sign up for at my website as well. Jill, thank you so much for being on the show and for cha- for sharing all this. And I'm still smiling. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. And thank you for sharing the exercise with me. And thank you for sharing your tribe with me today. Thank you. That is Jill Theory. You can find out more about Jill and her work. You can reserve that complimentary class. You can look into Club Change. All of that is at jilltheory.com. That's J-I-L-L-T-H-I-R-Y.com. We talked just briefly about the book, The Body is Not an Apology. That's from the work of Sonia Renee Taylor, and I commend that to your attention as well. And you're always welcome at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about what's coming up on the podcast. You can check out new classes, and you can even book a private intuitive session with me if you're so inclined. It helps sometimes to have somebody hear you and shine additional light. Sometimes we see ourselves and our paths more clearly when someone else is holding the light. That's one of my gifts. I'm happy to do that for you if you're interested. Please don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm at Fog City Psychic there. And I've started also to post these podcasts on YouTube. So if you want to find them, you can just search for Karen Hager on YouTube and my smiling face should pop right up at you. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.